What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. And we are putting a bow on Sunday night, week 14 of the NFL season. Uh, fantasy playoffs for some. Final week of the regular season for many. Uh, Adam, how was, uh, how was your week 14? Uh, my playoff matchup uh, won easy. Um, but my RT Sports Championship... Uh, Looks like I'm gonna lose, and it's because of uh, Daryl Henderson being on uh, COVID, Jalen Hurts on a bye, Elijah Moore going on IR, Hawkinson not playing. Just one of those, really the tight end, because it's a close uh, battle, but down three uh, with no one left, they have Chase Edmonds. I mean, I have Aaron Jones going now, but it's towards the end of the game, and he's pretty much done. But just, and the worst part is, I like RT Sports, but they need to adjust. The other high stakes leagues did it last year and this year. So it's two waiver wire periods, Wednesday and Friday. All the other high stakes leagues, because of COVID and everything, moved their second period to Saturday. RT Sports didn't do that. So Elijah Moore gets placed on IR on Saturday. So now I can't replace him. So I had a, so it limited my options because I had guys hurt, guys on by. Um, so pretty much ended my season um, in that league. Um, but overall, yeah, not too bad. I mean, GST, I got to see if I can sneak in. I'm going to lose, and I've lost four in a row. I think I'm going to sneak in on points, but my team is just reeling going into the playoffs. So, you know, you just hope you get in and things turn around, but it's it's not looking good. Yeah, GST, it looks like, uh, it looks like I'm going to sneak in on points as well. Um, you know, I put up 170 and change uh, this week, and, uh, and I'm probably going to – and here you go again. I'm five and eight, right? I've got like the, you know, coming into this week, I had like the fifth most points in the league and, and just a, just a brutal, brutal, um, you know, win loss record. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, my team turned it on late and, uh, and, and yet even when we turn it on, uh, we end up losing. I mean, I'm, I'm losing to Salfino right now. Uh, because Devontae Adams decided, eh, let me catch this second touchdown. Why not? Um, I still have Matt Gay to go tomorrow. But, you know, again, I'm, am I going to sit and rely on four and a half points from my kicker? No, because, dude, this was this was a, a, a just a really this was kind of a, a, a messed up week. It really was like we were just talking before we were coming in. Uh, you know, the favorites won. The books took a beating. And then, you know. When, when you look at, you know, when you look at the stats for, uh, for, for, you know, throughout, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. You had, you had Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers are like the top, you know, top three, uh, top three quarterbacks there. Um, you had Dalvin cook and Najee Harris go on, on Monday on, on Thursday. I mean, but then look at, you know, who you got, you had Rashad Penny up there. Melvin Gordon was up there. You know, Kamara Fournette, Javante Williams, Aaron Jones. It's like all the guys, you know, the Ecklers and the Pattersons, and they all just kind of, you know, didn't they, they didn't like totally shit the bed, but they didn't really do a whole hell of a lot to uh to to restore faith. Yeah, I mean, you were hoping to have a couple of the players that put up the big performance, otherwise, uh, you know, it was kind of rough. It was. <laughs> It really was in both in both, uh, you know, season long fantasy DFS and betting. This was just like uh, in the picks wise pool. I think I, uh, I went three and two. I hit my double, which was nice. But 
Um, I think you just passed me. And uh, we got that other dude who's like ahead of us. You and him uh, each have uh, tomorrow, the Monday night game. And you're on opposite sides. So I actually have to root uh, for the Rams to cover the spread for you. So that you at least go into first and this dude is in second with me like somehow, you know, sitting sitting behind you guys in third with uh with with like three more wins than both of you. Are you kidding me? The Rams just uh, the Bears just kicked a field goal. Unbelievable. <laughs> For what? Now you're down 15 with a minute 22 left. If you have the Packers, you'll love that. That's idiotic. Um anyway, yeah, I actually went four and all in that pool because Dude, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. Nagy did he did this on Thanksgiving too, right? Didn't he like didn't he? He was like, ah, oh, you know, oh, oh, oh no, that was uh, that was Campbell on the other side of the game. Who was like, I'll kick a field goal for no stupid reason whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And then they he punted earlier in the fourth quarter when we knew that was a dumb decision. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the fourth and inches. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. just go for it. You think you're going to stop Aaron Rodgers? I mean, they got off to the lead because of the, a couple, you know, big plays, a big run by Grant, a special teams play, a defensive touchdown. I mean, offense really didn't do much. So, um, yeah, but in the pool, I thought I thought this was a tough week. You know, we talked about it on the on the pod, but um, wound up picking the right place here. But I did take the Rams tomorrow, and I don't feel great about it. Like I told you, I think that line's wrong. So I'm just taking right. the Rams. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I was because no, I, I was it, I was debating like the last bit. I actually had the Packers in there, and oh, I was like, Bears uh, got the onside kick, and they're running in wow. for a touchdown. Holy wow! Any flags? I don't know. They didn't. That is crazy, man. See, now he's like, yeah, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get two onside kicks in a row. Oh my god. Well, I was just saying how I was going to take Green Bay in that pool, the 12 and a half. But, you know, um, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're saying. I guess they just I guess the Bears have the ball, but they couldn't advance, advance it? it. Yeah. Why couldn't you advance it? It goes 10 yards. Right. That guy tips it. Why can't you advance it? Did he step out of bounds? It I mean, looks like he stepped out of bounds. Watch. Sorry for the uh, the the play by play here, folks. But yeah, they're not even showing whether he went out of bounds or not. Damn, that was uh, that was messed up. I thought I was all about to cover the spread right there. Well, you still might. I still, still might. A Fifteen point game. <laughs> oh man! All right. So you were saying in the pool you took. It's a good catch. Damn it, I need Mooney. Um, I took uh, Denver as my best bet. Dallas, Dallas, because it was three and a half there. Um, What else did I take? Oh, the Ravens got that backdoor cover. Right, right. Yep, you got the ball. That was how how funny was that backdoor cover? Yeah, that was pretty sick. And then um, I had San Fran, and that line had flipped. Yeah. And it took overtime oh, to make, it, make me sweat it out. But. Seattle was the other one I took. And I changed when I saw Davis Mills was starting at seven and a half. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take Seattle, even though it was a little bit of a sweat for a little bit, and then they finally got going. So yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a tough week though. As you said, a lot of favorites covered. I've been taking a lot of dogs lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with me. Same with me. It's been well, because that's what's been winning, you know. And I mean, that's just, you know, I went through 
um, what, for four weeks in November, you know, me and Mish, we took, uh, we, we had a total of five losses, picking five. So out of 20 games, we went 15 and five in November. And we were like cruising through. And uh, and then December hit, and uh, and now here in this. Well, we went three and two last week, and now we're, I think we're going to end up two and three this week. So I hate the even Steven stuff. We need to make a move. We need to jump up. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's go uh, let's go through the games here. Um, you might hear Adam and I ooh and ah as the Packers are up forty five to thirty on the Bears with a minute eight to go. Uh, Chicago lining up. Uh, they are at their own. They're at the Packers 32. And uh, and we need them to score. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. There we go. Right. See, how how great is my play-by-play work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's go through game by game. Let's talk about what went down, what was good, what was bad, who were we on, who weren't we on. And uh, and we'll we'll go from there. Uh, we'll rip. We'll we'll go to you first. We'll do Dallas and, and Washington first. Why not? Um, so you guys win twenty seven twenty. You cover the spread. Uh, you do it without Tony Pollard, who uh, tore his plantar fascia. Um, Washington secondary did, in my opinion, did a pretty damn good job. Um, in coverage here, knowing that Zeke Elliott isn't healthy, Corey Clement sucks at football, and that you guys really, really weren't going to you know, try and run it down their throats, I, I think they did a, a pretty nice job uh, defensively against you guys. Um, on, the, on the offensive side for Washington, ugh, I mean, just Antonio Gibson game script. I had Antonio Gibson in like a ton of DFS lineups today, a ton of DFS lineups. I thought it was a, a nice spot for him. I didn't think that Dallas was gonna, you know, game script him out like right from the start. That was that was brutal, Adam. Yeah, then he had a fumble, and I, I don't know if he came back after it. But I mean, Dallas's offense did not play well. They have not played well. I mean, it's two weeks in a row now that the defense has bailed them out. Uh, the defense was phenomenal in this game. The return of Randy Gregory. I mean, he's had a major impact on the field this year. It doesn't reflect in the sacks, but he gets so much pressure on the quarterback. And now when you have him and Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, they're a force. And I said that's the biggest difference between the Cowboys this year and recent versions. Their defense is much improved and they force turnovers. That is something that they have not done for years. They're doing it now. Um, and that's why they're, they've been won the last two weeks because they really have not played well offensively at all. Uh, it, they're not run blocking well. It's not just Zeke. I know he's banged up, but no, it's the same thing. Whoever's running the ball, um, there's just no gaps. And then uh, they had, uh, what's his name, went down again today. Um, Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on. But you know they got the W. But you know they're not going to go far in the playoffs if this offense doesn't pick it up. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, you know, again, it's it's like uh, it's it's receiver roulette. You know, trying to figure out you know which guy you you, you want in there. Ceedee Lamb seven for sixty one, no touchdown. Gallup five for sixty, no touchdown. Mari Cooper five for fifty one. With a score, um, you know, it's like trying to pick the. Uh, try, it's like trying to pick which uh, which which Tampa Bay receiver uh, is going to get the work. So a uh, tough one there. Ricky Seals Jones, everybody's sleeper tight end this week. <laughs> so I told you to swap to Hooper. 
I told him, Hoopa drives the boat, chief. Oh, but that Antonio Gibson just lack of performance, Adam, was like a like a dagger to my heart. It was an absolute dagger to my heart. It, it hurt more than the than the Saints beating up on my Jets 30 to 9. Well, you expected that. I did expect that. That's why I, I, I won some GPP money with my uh my Taysom Hill Alvin Kamara mini stack. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Ugh. Gross game there. The, you know, again, there's Taysom Hill running in two touchdowns, 73 yards. Alvin Kamara, 120 yards uh, and a touchdown there. No passing whatsoever. And then on the Jets side, I mean, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. Like, you know, Jamison Crowder, who was in a, a great matchup coming out of the slot against P.J. Williams, garbage. Hot garbage. And, uh, and you know, whatever. I think, I think that the Jets are now... 100% irrelevant. They're irrelevant in fantasy and they are irrelevant in uh, in reality. Yeah, you can't start anyone, especially now that Elijah Moore is on IR. I mean, he was the one guy to get excited about and now he's done. So, yeah, there's no one to play there. It's gross. It's absolutely gross. So, uh, let's keep rolling there. Although, you know, very encouraging for Alvin Kamara, right? Or, or, or are we looking at this as like, uh, well, it was the Jets. They do play Kansas City Next week on uh, on Sunday Night Football. Who? Saints. Saints play Kansas City. Alvin no, Kamara. Kansas City plays the Chargers on Thursday. Oh, right. what's the uh, shit? What's the what's the Sunday Night game? It's um, Saints against who? I just saw a preview for it. Tampa. Tampa. There you go. There you go. See, Kansas Mahomes in Kansas City, Tampa and Tom Brady. It's all the same, right? It's all the marquee guys. <laughs> it's guys who will never play for the New York Jets. Exactly. <laughs> but are you bullish on Kamara moving forward? Are you okay? Or are you going to be like, oh shit, man, it's Tampa Bay's not going to not going to be able to run? No, you play him every week. He's going to get a huge volume. This wasn't the Jets. This was Kamara getting a huge volume every week. So no, he's he's fine. Okay. Just, hey man, just checking with you. Just checking in, Adam. Checking in. What, are you sweating some NBA bets or something like that right now? No, I, didn't, I don't. I didn't bet any NBA today. Are you, are you are you crabby? You seem a little crabby. No, I'm good. Hmm. Social life got you down. Nah, it's always it's always popping. All right. Okay. All right. You're you're all bummed out about that RT Sports Championship, aren't you? No, nah, I mean there's nothing I can do about that. That is true. There is nothing you can do about that. All right. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, Falcons win 29-21. Uh, you know, more of the same here. Uh, Cordero Patterson, I, I, I tweeted out earlier in the day that uh, hitting fantasy football rock bottom is being excited that Mike Davis is on the field while the Falcons have the ball first and goal at the five, uh, only to see Hayden Hurst catch a three-yard touchdown. Uh, and, and that was just uh, devastation over there. Uh, nothing big over there. Another uh, mediocre to game from Cam Newton. Uh, Scam Newton with his shit is not such a such a selfish player. Should have given that ball at least. If Chuba Hubbard's only going to get ten carries in a game, you know, let him let him score the second touchdown there. Robbie Anderson gets into the zone there. Uh, DJ Moore six for eighty four. Um, yeah, I, I really wasn't very heavily invested in this game. I don't really have any strong feelings either way. Yeah, I mean, Patterson is a guy, obviously, that you're playing every week, although he didn't play much in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure why. 
Um, Pitts actually saw his snaps go down. Um, Hayden Hurst played more snaps than him. Uh, Pitts ran eight more routes, but um, and the targets were there. Uh, but Pitts still gave you five for 61. Um, Russell Gage, I'm sure a lot of people use four for 64. And then on the Panther side, I mean, they mixed in P.J. Walker. They basically said they were using him for the two-minute drill. So, I mean, Cam got you the rushing touchdown in the 47 yards. In the backfield, uh, Abdul played most of the passing downs. But, yeah, this team's a mess, and they have a tough schedule to finish, too. Yeah, another thing, good, good call firing the offensive coordinator last week. Smart. Real smart. Ugh. A lot of good it did them. Um, yeah, listen, I got, I got no faith in and you know what? I got to tell you, man, when, when people sit there and they ask me about starting, you know, guys like Chuba Hubbard, I'm just like, ah, you know, if Cam Newton is there, like it, it's it's going to be tough for you to get a touchdown out of Chuba Hubbard. It really is. You know, I mean, it's like his Cam's always going to rush at least one in. You know that. So if there's if there's an and if there's another rushing touchdown to be had at some point, maybe um, maybe he gets the opportunity. But look. No, no, yeah, no good. You got to be desperate. I, I don't know how many playoff teams are at this point. I mean, Abdullah played 38 snaps. Hubbard played 25. So if they're playing from behind, you're going to see a lot of Abdullah. Great. No bueno. Uh, Cleveland takes care of business 24 to 22 against Baltimore. They did everything in their power in the fourth quarter to, to, to you know, to, to brown up the game. Uh, but it ends up falling short for the Ravens. However, we still covered that two and a half point spread, which made me smile. Yeah, uh, I felt the same way. I had the Ravens in this game as well. I mean, Lamar Jackson got hurt. That was the big news from this game. It's an ankle injury. We don't know the extent of it. Obviously, that's going to be pretty big. But Tyler Huntley came in, played pretty well. He can run a little bit, rushed for 45 yards, 270 and a touchdown. Uh, he resurrected Rashad Bateman, too. You know, Bateman was fourth uh, in snaps among wide receivers last week. And then Sammy Watkins got hurt and uh, allowed Bateman to play more. And Huntley was looking for him. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Andrews had a big game, 11 for 115 and a touchdown. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. The Browns, it's just like. They don't want to let Nick Chubb score a touchdown near the goal line. <laughs> it's crazy uh, as he didn't score. Uh, 17 carries, 59 yards, and Kareem Hunt got hurt in this game. They don't think it's serious. It's an ankle. He's going to get some tests. But, um, yeah, Cleveland stays alive, and that division becomes pretty interesting now, especially if Lamar Jackson misses time. Yeah, what you, give me your take on, on, on Lamar here. Because obviously, you know, I mean, coming into the season, he was supposed to be, you know, fantastic he was early on and i guess what these last what three four weeks right now um i don't know what, what do you think is he is he is he in his head a little bit now is it you know i can't you know i mean the ankle injury today okay fine but i don't know i i, I watch him play and it's it's difficult to uh to get enthused about it right now yeah i mean he's going through a tough period right now uh, obviously he was playing very well. And then I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the sickness or the COVID has an effect. Um, but you know, all of a sudden over the last, uh, three weeks, you know, he had three touchdowns and six interceptions had that terrible game against the Browns. So, you know, a lot of people ask questions about him, but the problem is a lot of quarterbacks are not playing well right now. They just aren't. We've seen down games from every top quarterback. 
you know, Patrick Mahomes is not has not had big games. Um, even Josh Allen has had a couple down uh, down games. Right. So all these quarterbacks, like no one, Dak's had bad games. Um, so that's the problem. It's like you know, who do you want to play over Lamar? There's not a whole lot to to play over Lamar. Let me ask you this: so so coming into next week, uh, Ravens host the Packers. I mean, I you know, I mean, we'll obviously have to wait and see what happens with Lamar, and I'm sure they'll send him for an MRI. But uh, it, I don't necessarily know if it really looked all that serious. So, but you know, again, I'm I'm not a doctor here. If if Lamar is fine, tests are negative, and he's just got like a little bit of a sprain or something like that, are you going to avoid him uh, going up against Green Bay, knowing that he's going to have to do something to keep the Ravens pacing with? Aaron Rodgers and company. Yeah, I mean, if he's a if he's 100 percent, I mean, obviously, if there's any limitations with the way he moves, it's a problem because most of his fantasy value comes from his mobility and picking up rushing yards. So if he's compromised in any way, it's going to be a problem. It's definitely going to be a problem. It's definitely going to be an issue. It's so weird. Oh, what a what a bizarre year. <laughs> what Not a bizarre really is. year. This is- I know we can say that every year, but this year with COVID and everything, it's just so much worse. I mean, you're, you know, finding out Friday and Saturday guys are out. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really made my, my Sunday mornings incredibly chaotic. No, it is. Yeah. And Saturdays have been chaotic too. I mean, I'm getting a ton of news and I got to move rankings on Saturdays, which is not (laughs) been the case in years past. (laughs) <laughs> I um I had to like throw out like three player write-ups because it was all like affected with like COVID and guys playing and not playing and stuff like that. I was like, oh. So yeah, I mean it's definitely like Saturdays, you know, you're you're back and forth with the rankings. I'm writing the playbook. Then we get the news and stuff, like all the 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 Saturday night tweets from Schefter. And then uh, and then, you know, I'm like supposed to like start, you know, building some example lineups on Sunday morning. And it is, you know, it it gets to be a a hassle, especially when you're sitting there like, you know, like coming into into this, you know, into this week. Right. The uh, the Debo Samuel stuff. Right. It was like, all right, well, fine. You know, Saturday night we find out that he is expected to play or, you know, Sunday morning he's expected to play. And so then you got to figure out what you're doing with. Jeff Wilson and Jamichael Hasty and how that's going to turn out. And um, yeah, it really just kind of makes that Sunday morning just uh, a, li- a little too stressful for me. I, I kind of want to, you know, I just want to like ease into my Sunday morning and, you know, and enjoy the week of football. But it's like, oh, my God, with all the news and all the shit, man, it's so under the gun. Yeah, it's insane. It's just like a stressful couple hours where you're hoping to get all the right decisions and time is dwindling down. So, but uh, right. and boatloads of people are asking you about the same fucking players, right? Yep. <laughs> oh man, dude, I went through that so much. Like I've done it over the last three weeks and I've set it on the fantasy alarm show. Like all these people, man, who like, you know, they're dealing with all the injuries and stuff like that, but they don't leave themselves any kind of Sunday pivot at all. They don't make that move. So it's like, you know, oh, well, uh, I got I got Darren Waller and Tyler Conklin. Should I, um, you know, should I should I start Conklin on Thursday night or should I wait and see what happens with Waller? And then it like then it becomes like an, an aggravated conversation because then you're like, 
do you have any other pivots there? Is there anybody else you can use? And so then they list you like five tight ends who all suck (laughs) to the point where you're just like, well, so clearly you haven't left yourself an out. You don't know. You haven't prepared for this at all during the week. And, uh, and, and you have nothing available. So go ahead and start power Conklin. (laughs) Enjoy two for 20. That's what I had to do in the GST. Those are the two guys I had. So I just, really? Yeah. Cause I knew what I had. I figured Waller wasn't going to play. So I just played Conklin. Did I want to? No, but there's nothing available in the GST. So um, I, I was in that situation. That exact situation. Look at you. Did you ask a fantasy expert? Was, no. Is that your burner account that came to me? No. Someone asked me, someone asked me the same question. I said, I'm in the same spot and I'm playing Conklin because you can't, you, if you have no one else, you can't sit there and wait on Waller. You just can't do it. No, but is it, do they, don't you find it amazing how people just don't leave themselves any kind of an out? Like you had to do it because out of necessity, it's all you had. That was, a, that was it. That was all that was available. But like these people are like, you know, they're, they're messaging me and they're like, you know, well, I can pick up these like four or five, you know, one of these four or five guys. And I mean, they're all kind of like, you know, they're all in that Conklin range. So there's nothing special about any of them. And then you know, it's like, well, then. Oh, who are you going to drop in order to pick up this, you know, schlub tight end? And is it, you know, is it worth it? Kind of a thing. It's, uh, yeah. Mm, mm. Anywho. Austin Hooper for the win today. Thank you. Yeah, no, he was a good play today. We knew they were shorthanded. We knew that uh, Bryant was out. Bichoku was out. So, and it was a good matchup. So, he was definitely in play today. Yep. And uh, and just, you know, did fine. I mean, again, price down in DFS, five for 30 with a touchdown. That's that's great. That is that's that's exactly what you're looking for for your your dart throw tight end. Right. The guy who you're going to you're going to just pay down for. So. Um, all right. So Browns, 24, 22 over there. Seattle, your boys from Seattle. Russ. Comes away again with another multi-touchdown performance, 260 yards. Seahawks beat the Texans 33-13. to 13. It's all about Rashad Petty, Adam. He's finally, finally paid off. Yeah. Look, I'm sure there's some people that picked him up this week, and if they were able to play him, I mean, it worked out in a big way. Uh, they really have gotten nothing out of the backfield. It was a good matchup. Alex Collins has done nothing this year. You know, they wanted to get the ball to Penny a couple weeks ago after his first carry got hurt. So I understand if people had trepidation, but, you know, there were desperate uh, teams this week. Um, And Penny was out there in a lot of leagues. So if you did use them, it certainly worked out. And, um, you know, they do have uh, the Bears and Lions in a couple championship weeks. So we'll see. I mean, Peterson was out, though. I'm sure Peterson comes back. They'll force feed the ball to him. Uh, But they just they love running the football, man. It's insane how much they love running the football. I mean, I know they won this game easy, but there was a third and two and they ran like a toss uh, to DJ Dallas. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like they just it's mind boggling. Um, They they just don't want to let Russ throw. Um, But Lockett did come through, you know, big play wide open five for 142 to touchdown. Metcalf could have had a bigger day. He had a touchdown call back. He was open for a touchdown. They grabbed him. They called defensive pass interference. And then on the next play, 
he was open on a slant and Russ threw it behind him. So the frustrations for DK Metcalf continue. Um, could have been a much bigger day for him. Where are you at with him? Like, are you are you at the point here where you're like, um, maybe if it's a good matchup, but like you can't trust him? Yeah, but like I rank him every week as a wide receiver too, because like who who's who are you playing over? Like you know. Right. Terry McLaurin, right? Where's he at? I know he got hurt today and got a zero, but the last two weeks, 5.2, 9.1. Okay, so now we're putting him in that bucket. Um, you know, and there's so many receivers like that. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're look, the thing is you're banking on talent and you're banking on, okay, well, they don't – it's really two guys who get the bulk of the targets there. I mean, Metcalf had eight targets today. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough to get upset at that. Um, you know, I have them in the GST. I run them out there every week. Now that is a very deep league. Now they have the Rams next week. So you figure they play from behind or be competitive. It's a division game. They have the Bears, the Lions. I mean, the Lions is going to be the tough one. That's in week 17 um, because they're at home. But then again, it is Seattle. So maybe they keep that competitive depending on who the Lions run out. I mean, the Lions were missing like half their team today. So, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I think in most cases, if you're in a 12 team league, you're probably running them out there. Yeah. Oh, you're you're definitely running them out there in a 12 team league. But I just I just know that I keep getting, you know, every week, you know, it's so funny. Every week the quality of 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 receiving options in a in a should I start these three guys, DK Metcalf and this guy and this guy. Um, the quality of receivers over the last like four weeks has deteriorated <laughs> to the point where I was like, man, no, you, you can't start. You got to start DK Metcalf. There's no way you put him in front of uh, oh God. I can't remember the names that were getting thrown by me today, but a couple of surprises. And then Metcalf, I'm like, duh, you got to start Metcalf. The four for 43. <laughs> And yeah, I love the targets. And you gotta, you gotta, you know, that's that's the problem is when you gotta stick with a guy. Even a like, guy like that to like, me, that's to, that's the definition of a bust. Like, I mean, because like you know, you could say, oh, what about Michael Pittman? It's not like he's been great either. I know he's on by this week, but his last four weeks, 17. So it's not like he's a lock. Thielen's hurt. DJ Moore has quarterback issues. Hollywood Brown has slowed down. Mike Williams. Yeah, I mean, they had a blowout, but he didn't get a touchdown. Guyton did and Palmer. I mean, we've seen what he's done. You know, the Cowboys cut into each other. So, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, you want to say Hunter Renfro? Sure. Hunter Renfro has been phenomenal lately. So start him. Yeah. Uh, Well, to see that to me, that's the that's the true definition of a bust, right? Like the guy you can't take out of your starting lineup, you have to play him every single week. And, you know, and he's like, he's like a top guy. And you're just waiting for that one game that he's going to turn it on and it never happens for you. Or it happens well, like there, once. The first three rounds were filled with bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you know, there, you know, there's busts and then there's injuries. Injuries, just it happens. I can't I can't say that a guy who gets hurt is a, is technically a bust because everybody can get anybody can get hurt. Doesn't matter if you're first round or your your 15th round. Right. Rashad Penny spends his entire time hurt except for this one week. 
He might win people league championships. That's how this game goes. Isn't that always the worst, dude? Right? When some rando guy finally steps up. Oh, my God. Rashad Penny. He's gotten fat over the years, too. I don't know if it's like short, stocky muscle guy, but he's definitely put on some uh, put on some pounds there. He's thickened up a little bit. Um, Davis Mills throws for 331, a touchdown. Brandon Cooks with a 100-yard performance. Doesn't get into the end zone, but eight catches. Uh, keeps him nice and relevant. Uh, Brevin Jordan's starting to creep up a little bit, right? Starting to get a, a, a little bit more attention. He's starting to see, he saw seven targets in this one here. They are going to pass. Um, Davis Mills and Brevin Jordan spent a lot of time working with each other early on in the season while they were, uh, while the, the Texans were shuttling out like Jordan Aikens and such. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little I- I- intrigue here. I can't see. How if you're in the playoffs, you're going to start that guy? Yeah. I don't see how you're going to start that guy either if you're in the playoffs. But just in general, a guy you might eyeball for some DFS. What if what if Brevin Jordan's like 10 bucks on Yahoo next week, Adam? That's uh, maybe. I mean, usually there's enough value. Yeah, but usually there's enough value that you don't have to. But I mean, he played 29 snaps, ran 24 routes. So I mean, it's just you really don't want much to do with the Texans offense, if possible. Although I think they play Jacksonville. Jacksonville next week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just got sexy. So unsexy. That is going to be the uh, the the grossest. The grossest. Um, you know what? Let's just let's do the Jacksonville. Can we can we do the Jacksonville game? All right. So here, can I can I tell you a little funny story? Yeah. So. You know how like people sit there, they'll ask you a question on Twitter. And, like, you know, sometimes you'll see like some aspiring fantasy analyst like piggyback your tweets and he gives his own opinion. Right. Sometimes you just see some random dude throwing down his own, you know, his his opinion there. Um, so this guy who doesn't even follow me, so I don't even know how he got, you know, involved in the tweet. Somebody, you know, somebody messaged and said, you know, who who should I sit? I gave he gave me four running backs and said I could start three. Who do I sit out of this? And I said, sit James Robinson. It was like Sony Michelle, it was Melvin Gordon, and um yeah, I don't remember the the, the fourth one was you know, a, you know, a semi-obvious one that you would just be like, Yeah, of course you're gonna just start that person. Um and so this uh, random dude is like, you know, sit Gordon. What are you talking about? Or starts talking about Robinson and how, you know, he should get more. He, he's 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 likely to get more touches this week and, you know, whatever. And then I was like, so I just say, you know, I was like, all right, let me I don't normally do this. But, you know, I, I just did not believe in James Robinson at all this week. And, you know, all the shit that's going on with Urban Meyer and stuff. And it was just like. I said, well, why is he, why do you expect him to, you know, get more touches? Because Trevor Lawrence, like, you know, spoke out of turn and, and you know, mouthed off to his coach about, you know, how Robinson should get more touches. Like, do you think, you think in a power struggle there, the coach is going to acquiesce to the, to the players? I don't think so. So I'm out on him. And, uh, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but he just came back with a, a response. It was just, it was it was smug and it was a little douchey. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever. And I let it go. And 
I just I didn't respond to it at all. Uh, and then, you know, of course, I'm watching, you know, all the games this morning and I'm and I'm watching James Robinson. Right. Just six carries for four yards. I mean, it was just it was it was just terrible. It was abysmal, uh, you know, and, and he just like talk about telegraphing, you know, that, that you're going to run this play. Um, there was just it was just a horrible showing by the Jaguars. But I was just like, yeah, you know, you know, whatever. You don't want to do this. And uh, and in the first quarter, Melvin Gordon had like six carries for like 42 yards. And I didn't even I was I was actually I, I, I'll admit it. I was going to go back and like just like this dude's like really smug tweet. So at least he just gets the notification that I liked his smug tweet, you know, sarcastically, basically, because it comes in today. Well, I was going to do that. But then the uh, the original dude uh, who asked the question comes back and was just like, yeah, like some guy's going to, you know, some, some, some coach is going to, you know, listen to his, you know, rookie quarterback and whatever. And just like completely roast this dude. And then every, every time Melvin Gordon touched the ball and got into the end zone, it was like another tweet at this, this dude, it was the only literally Adam. It was the only thing that was amusing me about these early games today. Oh yeah. The early games are pretty brutal, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, I get it. You know, you want to you want to state your opinion. You want to put your neck out there. OK, that's fine. But, you know, you don't have to be a smug douche about it. Right. Like that's like what, what what's what's your purpose there? Why you're going to show me up? You think I'm going to be fucking embarrassed by, you know, you having a different opinion than I am. And whoever's right, we'll just see this like didn't make any sense. And that's the only reason I just, you know. You deal with it, you know. Yeah. You let yeah. it roll off a lot more. You don't care. Yeah, I try to. I mean, you know, that sometimes people are doing it intentionally to be trolls. Have you have you had a, a a specific like a troll coming at you? You just know that he's trolling you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's happened a lot. They want nope. you to respond, though, man. You got. I know they do. That's like that's the whole thing. Like if you want, you know, if, <laughs> I've I've fought with trolls just for the sake of doing it. It's not aggravating me. I'm just trying to like keep shooting back like funny, witty, like kind of digs or whatever, and kind of tilt them, uh, you know, a little bit there. So I've I've done that. Um, you ever play with one, or do you just ignore them? Lately, I ignore them. In the past, I'll mess with them. It depends what it is, but mostly lately, I kind of ignore. You just don't want to be bothered. It irritates, it irritates them so because they want you to respond. They're waiting, and then when you don't, it infuriates them even more. Trolls be trolling, baby. Trolls be trolling. Well, maybe maybe one day you'll regale us with a fun story. In the meantime, Tennessee. 20 to nothing win over the Jags obviously covered that spread. I didn't, I never thought they would do that in a million years. Um, again, more mediocrity all over the place here. Deonta Foreman, 13 for 47 with a touchdown. Tannehill runs one in, but it doesn't throw any under 200 yards. Jeff Swaim, three for 45. You see that touchdown he dropped? Yep. Dude, that was like, I could have caught that. I actually I thought it was Ferkser at first, who uh, who was seemingly they were they said he was being demoted, but now all of a sudden uh, he's like set, got the second most targets on the team. <laughs> Thanks, Vrabel, <laughs> jackass. 
Uh, any any thoughts on any of the uh, the players? The uh, the Dontrell Hilliard play that everybody was so desperate to have happen. Six for thirteen. That was it. That's on the ground. Not even a catch. Yeah, I mean, McNichols played 27 snaps, Hilliard 24, Foreman 23. Foreman looks to be the lead back. Uh, McNichols got most of his touches in the fourth quarter, but, you know, it's pretty much Foreman. That's it. Julio Jones came back, but he was limited. He played 32 snaps, Westbrook Akine 52, Hollister 43. So, you know, they got Julio back. He had his five targets, eased them in, um, and they'll lead him more down the stretch. So, uh this team is nine and four, man, somehow. Uh, <laughs> I, but there was a report that they could get Derrick Henry back either late in a regular season or for the playoffs. I mean, how how he's going to be is another question mark, but they clearly need him if they're going to. Because this is a team I'll definitely be fading in the postseason. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm definitely fading them in the postseason. Yeah, the report that I saw said that if they made the playoffs, that he could be back for uh, for that first round. Probably going to make it. I'm still kind of hoping the Colts can win this. I want to see the Colts get in the playoffs. Right now, the Colts are the seventh seed. Um, mm-hmm. And um, they play New England Saturday. I'm already saying Indy's winning that game. The early line is one. I'm all over Indy in that game. I think they win. Um, see, Titan, can they lose this division? Um, at Pittsburgh, home to the Niners, home to the Dolphins, at the Texans. Two and two, one and three, maybe. I mean, they could lose in Pittsburgh. If we lose to the 49ers, they could lose to the Dolphins. I doubt they lose to the Texans. I mean, I guess it's possible. So if they go one and three, and Indy has New England at Arizona, home to the Raiders at Jacksonville, I guess it's possible. So if, yeah, so if Tennessee wins one game and Indy wins three, oh, they lose the tiebreaker. Indy's got to win out. So that's the Indy's got to win out to go 11 and six and they need Tennessee to go one and three. That's the only way the Colts win the division. Or All Tennessee right, well. loses four, but you know, I doubt that will happen. I don't think they lose to the Texans, but yeah, that's the problem is Indy lost to Tennessee twice. So they lose the tiebreaker. So they need to finish a game ahead. They're like how the fuck did we lose to these guys? I know, man, just that bad, <laughs> that, bad st- that bad start killed Indy man starting 0 and three. Just yeah. put them in such a hole. And then losing that game against the Ravens, too. Didn't they have, like, a lead in that game? Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then the Tampa game, they could have won, too. Yeah, man, they've they've had some bad losses. But uh, I think it's a good football team. And they're in prime time the next two weeks, Saturday night against New England, and then on Christmas against the Cardinals. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Listen, I would, I would dig it. You know, I, you know, I love Indy. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I think Tennessee is a is a joke of a team. I just, I can't, I can't get behind that. Well, line. especially with no Derek Henry and AJ Brown. Now, you know, right. they get those guys back. It's different, but I mean, I haven't even. How many games is, is this? Is this the second or third game AJ Brown has missed? Second. So he's got at least one more. Because yeah, they, now they they don't count the the bye week. It's games, right? For the IR, it's bye weeks don't count, I believe. Yeah, he last played the twenty first. Yeah, so it would be two games then, because they had a bye. So I guess he has to miss one more week, but we don't even know if he's ready, even after that week. So no, he's been, you know, he's been in and out all year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, with without Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, I just, I just can't yeah, see them no. doing it. I just can't. I can't at all. 
Um, all right, next, uh, Kansas City <laughs> throttles, throttles the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders for the second time in what four weeks, five weeks, forty one to fourteen was the first game, forty eight to nine uh, was this one, and you know the remember I was saying earlier how the uh, the Antonio Gibson uh, performance really hurt me, really just kind of kind of stung. Kind of didn't do me right. Well, try pairing him up with Josh Jacobs in a bunch of your DFS lineups. Yeah. And then gave, see how you feel. I gave Jacobs out in my Yahoo video as the value play because he was 17 bucks on there. 17. Yeah. And, you know, he was getting so many receptions, but the game just got away. I mean, that was my concern. You know, I've been going against Kansas City, but the more I thought about this, I'm like, damn, man. The Raiders just seem to be like a sinking team. And, like, we've seen the Kansas City offense have one big game recently. It was against the Raiders. Um, and it was more defense. I did use their defense in my playoff league and they came, I mean, just phenomenal 20 plus points. Um, but you know, it's funny. You speaking to trolls, some dude, like this was like, I don't know, a month ago kept calling like that. I don't give respect to the Raiders that they're good. This and that <laughs> I haven't heard from him in the last few weeks. Shocking. Right. <laughs> like this team's, this team is, is garbage. I remember when they were like in competitive, like near the top of the division, like they ain't winning this fucking division. Um, but yeah, I mean, things just kind of it just fell apart real quick. I mean, it was 14 nothing after the first quarter, 35-3 at halftime. And it's like, okay, see ya. So and it affected the Chiefs from a fantasy perspective. I mean, Mahomes only 250 and two because he only was 20 and 24. CH got bailed out by the two touchdowns. He was only 10 for 37. Tyree Kill was four for 76. Travis Kelsey, another down game, three for 27. So it killed the Chiefs. And if you had their defense, a different story. I mean, even Josh Gordon scored a touchdown. Byron Pringle, one catch, 28 yards. Darrell Williams scored a touchdown. I can't imagine many people using him. And um, Derek Gore, um, garbage time touchdown. So it really didn't do much from a fantasy perspective. And uh, Hunter Renfro, the one guy for the Raiders, 13 catches, 117 yards of a touchdown, 14 targets. I mean, he's been phenomenal lately. So it's funny, man, because like Kansas City, as bad as they've played, like they're 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 still like one of the threats in the AFC. You can make a case they're the favorite. I mean, I know everyone's going to say New England right now, but with everything that's gone wrong for Kansas City this year, it's amazing that they they could wind up the one seed, right? That they're still nine and four. And like, here's the thing, right? You you take a game, they put up forty eight points, and there's nothing from Tyreek or Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, like that's 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 the the, they, the crazy thing because those are the two guys that you have to prep for. You have to focus on trying to shut them down, and uh, and and that just leaves everybody else available. It's been their defense that's carried them. Um, you know, they were a joke the first few weeks of the season. Now it's become a strength. Uh, but they got a big game Thursday against the Chargers, so we'll see. The Chargers already beat them, and look. If the Chargers want to be taken for real, they got to win this game. They've already beat Kansas City once. I mean, you go out, you win this game. Now you're tied with Kansas City and you're in first place because you beat them twice. So I know you're going to be like, oh, we've seen this from the Chargers before. And I kind of feel the same, but they are home dogs. The Chargers are home dogs? Yeah, the early on I saw was three and a half. Yeah. Kansas City favorite. Wow. How about those Chargers covering the spread today, huh? Mm-hmm. Sons of bitches, they never do that. 
They never do that. It was the Giants, man. So I Mike know it in. was so brutal. I know. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll get to that game and uh, and carry you through the uh, the rest of the late games uh, as soon as we uh, we we take a quick commercial break here. So I'll be back right after this. Damn those Chargers, Adam. Damn those Chargers. Boy, they just they get me every time. And you know what? I thought at the I thought at the very end when the Giants, uh, what you call it, when they got that uh, the onside kick, was it the onside kick yeah. that they got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got yeah. the onside kick, and then uh, and then Glennon throws the uh, the the interception, which I was like, man, if they could just get in there and and score real quick right now, if they can get down there and like, because the Chargers don't give a shit, right? Um, one more touchdown would have been uh, yummy, delish. They would have covered the spread. It was just, but it was uh, it was it was awful. It was ugly. And um, have you ever seen the Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Do you know who Jack Skellington is? No. You've never seen any of that? That Tim Burton animated movie for Halloween? No. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Mike Glennon would look like if you were a cartoon character. <laughs> big long gangly i mean like the lankiest dude in the world uh and just absolutely atrocious that offensive line is atrocious there um for the giants uh barkley uh comes through for uh for for you know, barely with a garbage time touchdown to help salvage a a, a very mediocre day um but i think the big story here is uh austin eckler uh, with an ankle injury, as uh, as he still went twelve for sixty seven with a touchdown uh, on the ground, he did. He had two catches for seventeen yards. Um, I'm hearing reports though saying that it's not that bad. Problem is they play Thursday, so if there's a, there could be swelling overnight tomorrow. So this is something you have to keep an eye on. And um, if you have Eckler, just start preparing to be without him just in case. That's my that's the way I would look at it as I'm. You know, preparing my lineup for this week, I would say, all right, what am I going to do if he's out? Because it's short week, um, so it's there's a good chance he sits out. Um, there is a good chance that he sits out. Uh, let me ask you this: any interest in Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly? I mean, pretty even split with those two afterwards. Yeah, but they've been doing this whole year where they kind of rotate. So I don't I don't really know what their plan is because they've had one one week where it's Jackson and it's uh, it's Kelly. I don't really know what they're going to do. I think they're going to just split it. Maybe you see Roundtree active and he gets in the mix. So I wouldn't want to start any of them. I wouldn't want to start any of them either. But how many times are you going to think that, you know, Daryl Henderson's going to be out or. Well, Henderson actually could be out for the second week in a row. Get yourself some Sony Michelle. I mean, he's rostered everywhere. <laughs> I know. Everywhere in your league. In some oh, he he's rostered everywhere. Some I tell you, man, some like eight, ten team leagues. Maybe not. Yeah, but once you see Henderson's on the COVID list on Saturday, you run and pick him up. So You'd we like saw to it. think that's the case. It should be. I mean, the leagues that get remember the percentage available is a little misleading too, because a lot of dead teams. Right. You shouldn't dro- you shouldn't have dropped him from last week. He should have been owned no. last week when he when he went yeah. for over a hundred. Mm-hmm. And yet still I see it somewhere. Um Jalen Guyton with a touchdown, Josh Palmer with a touchdown. No touchdown for Mikey Williams. 
I thought he was going to pop a little bit more, but you know, how about that? How about, like, so, so I was in on Josh Palmer. He was in the dartboard. I talked about, about him on the DFS podcast. I talked about him on fantasy alarm. I was like, you know, whatever, you know, guy, you know, if, if Mike Williams is in Guyton's going to be on the outside opposite him and Josh Palmer will end up, you know, working the slot like Keenan Allen usually does. So I was more in on Josh Palmer than I was Jalen Guyton. You know, there you go. They both end up scoring. And uh, and Mike Williams, who was supposed to smash in this matchup, did not. Yeah, six for 61, you know, decent, but you were hoping for more. And it uh, looks like uh, Keenan Allen could return Thursday. Staley said they expect him to play. Would be nice. It would be nice. That's a good, I mean, I, that's a game I'm looking forward to, man. I'm definitely rooting for the Chargers in that game, man. I want to see them win this division. Yeah, I would too, dude. I would too. Love the offense. Love Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's the reason why I'm like, you know, almost uh, getting into the GST playoffs by points. Gotta love it, man. Gotta absolutely love it. Um, any other guys? No, I don't. I don't see anything. Another array of of giants banged up wide receivers performing mediocre tasks. Well, man, I mean, it's just like you you can't even play any of them at this point. I mean, it's just no, ridiculous. You cannot. But I'm sure they're going to show up and play Dallas hard next week when I'm there just to create stress for me. Well, again, that's Dallas's third straight road game. And as you well know, Adam, teams on their third street on their third consecutive road game often lose or at worst don't cover the spread. Well, <laughs> I know when I checked the other day, the early line was Dallas 10. So, oh, that's great. I let me see it. if it. Uh, I love it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let me see if it's 11 and a half now. What the oh, fuck? Juicy. Give me, give me the Giants. Oh, my Taking God. the Giants. Taking the Giants. 100%. 100%. I, the line could be 15. My the line could be five, and I'm the, still taking the Cardinals the on the road, favored over Detroit by 14. That I love, man. So I'm in a um, a survivor pool, and I had the Chargers today. So still going strong with this uh, with this survivor pool. There were Chargers were in my write up. Chargers, Broncos, and Packers were my three. I, you know, I almost switched to the Broncos today, but I didn't do it in time because I was like, when am I ever going to fucking take the Broncos? Yeah, man? that I was probably, the only thing. Yeah, I probably yeah. want to take the Chargers, and so I just I, I didn't get to it uh, in time. Which, Once I saw all the injuries and COVID issues for Detroit, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. Because remember, in our picks-wise pool, those picks come out Tuesday or Wednesday. The line was seven and a half. What did it close at, 11? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I made it my double. I made Me too. It was my double. Me too. I, I wasn't sure what I was going to make my double. And then I saw that. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm going Denver. Yeah. So week 15, you know what? I should probably look at the Chargers schedule. Just out of curiosity, did I? Yeah, did one Howard- easy matchup. At the Texans. At the Texans. At the Texans next week. And they'll have 10 days rest. 10 days rest for that one, too, because they play this Thursday. Wow. Why don't you you rub it in a little bit more? No, I'm not. I mean, it's fine. You you (laughs) advance. That's all that matters. Well, I have the Cardinals for next week. They are on the road, which I don't like, but. Well, uh, you, you know what? You'll like it better if they lose tomorrow. Because I will love come, it if they lose yeah, tomorrow. When you're coming off a loss, you're not going to take that 
crappy team for granted, especially since the one seed is so important and they lose tomorrow. Now you got three teams at 10 and three in the NFC. You'd have Green Bay, Arizona and Tampa all at 10 and three and Green Bay beat Arizona already. And I don't think Green Bay and Tampa played this year, right? No. So, yeah, that one seed is very, very important. This is a it's really a huge game for Arizona. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah. So the Chargers, Chargers against the Texans, which would have been. Oh, well, that would have been. See, there you go. No, no, no. See, I, I would have lost them because it's it's on my birthday. So there's no way in hell God would have been like, yeah. <laughs> God's going to be like, fuck you, Bender. <laughs> you screwed. I'm screwed in this one here, man. I don't know what I'm going to take in this. This. Oh, my goodness. This week is going to be. It's gonna be a tough week for me. Not not this one. The uh, the week fifteen. Titans, Packers over the Browns. I could do Falcons over the Lions. Jets, Jaguars. I get. I still have the Patriots available to me, but against the Bills, the Vikings available to me, except the Rams. Seahawks over the Bears might be an interesting one in Seattle. Why don't you get through week fifteen first? And why don't you shut your pie hole? How about that? It's bad karma when you look ahead. I'm just I'm just looking at the matchups. I listen, the only one that I have for next week is the Cardinals available to me. I mean, I've got, you know, because again, the, these matchups suck. Raiders on the road against the Browns, no. Patriots on the road against the Colts, no. Jets, Dolphins, yeah, I'd probably take the Dolphins there. That might be an interesting side, you know, pick there. But then of course the Jets will fuck me some. Because that's just the way the Jets are. Eagles and and the Washington football team. I'm not taking that game at all. Cardinals against the uh, the on the road against the Lions. Giants hosting the oh, Giants hosting the Cowboys. No, it's probably just the spread. Titans, Texans, Jaguars, Falcons. None of this shit. None of this looks good. None of these picks look good, except for the Cardinals. <clears throat> all right, let's let's let's, uh, let's move on here. Let's let's keep rolling. All right, we just did the Chargers game. But, uh, oh, Detroit-Denver. How about that one? Yeah, you know, there's not much to say here. There's really not much to say about this one. But, you know, so a buddy of mine calls me up today, and he's all pissed off because he's like, what the fuck is Mike Glennon doing in this game? Like, why is Mike Glennon? Like, if you've got a guy like Jake Fromm, all right, you, you don't know what he's all about. And, you know, I mean, you might as well just take a look at them. You're not winning this game. Nobody ever thought you were going to win this game anyway. So when you're being blown out, why not just at least put the kid in and just see what he's got? Maybe there's like a little spark or something like that. I feel the exact same way about the Denver Broncos. Uh, every time I see Melvin Gordon with almost twice the carries as Javante Williams. Yeah. You know what? Everyone says that and Javante's better, but Melvin's playing well. It's mm-hmm. not like he sucks. No, I know he's playing well. I know he is. Was it 24 for 111 and two touchdowns today? Granted, it was Detroit, but <coughs> those, are, those are fantastic numbers. Can you imagine if that dude listened to the troll and started James Robinson over Melvin Gordon? Could you imagine this performance on your bench? Yeah. So, I mean, we know Javante's better. He's the future. We saw the big week last week. 
you know, he still came through if he used them. You know, he had uh, 73 rushing yards, a touchdown, and one catch for 10 yard and a touchdown. So he had two to- total touchdowns. So it still worked out if you used them. Yeah. Oh, it definitely worked out. If you and you knew, and you knew both were going to be viable in this game. You knew they would oh, be yeah. up big. They were going to run the football. I mean, it's why, like, you know, as good as this matchup is, like, I benched Jerry Judy in my home league. I'm like, what is he going to do? <laughs> and he, and I benched him in the FSGA too. I played Foreman over him. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's Detroit, but they're going to be playing from ahead. What is Jerry Judy going to do? And what do he do? Five for forty-seven. All these guys. <laughs> Corlin Sutton. That guy's a joke. Someone, he was dropped in one of my leagues and someone actually spent their playoff fab to pick him up. I'm like, okay, I guess you haven't been paying attention. Take him. <laughs> I don't want him. You know how many guys they play over court and Sutton? So, um, yeah, I mean, it was the running backs. Nothing else. I even, I dropped Bridgewater in a super flex league to play Cam over him. Um, what happened to Jamar Jefferson? Oh, uh, no, there was a report from Adam Schefter on Twitter, he said that Craig Reynolds was going to get most of the touches. So if you followed that, he was absolutely right. Um, and he had most of the touches. Igwebuke did fumble. Did he fumble twice? He lost a fumble. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, this was, I didn't want to start anyone from this backfield. I think someone asked me, someone asked me somewhere like, oh, do I start this guy or what? I'm like, I'm not messing with the Detroit backfield today. Right, right. Yeah, I mean. I'm just not. No, I mean, I, no, no real interest in it. I thought, but I thought like, you know, again, I don't know when Schefter came out and said that about in the 12, 12 o'clock hour, 12 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, people were asking me yesterday about, I thought Jefferson was going to be the, uh, the guy. Well, I had Iguabuki ranked a little higher only because I thought he was the pass catching back and they'd be playing from behind. Um, but Reynolds played 29 snaps. He played 28, Jamar Jefferson only three. They, you know, this goes back to what you said. Well, they wanted to see what they had out of Craig Reynolds, right? You know, I mean, I know they're all young backs, but I guess they wanted to see more of Craig Reynolds. We'll see what happens next week. Jamal Williams could be back, but he's a veteran. Do they, because it looks like DeAndre Swift, I think they said, could go on IR. So he might be done for the year. Um, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I think it would be stupid for Detroit to not like, like why, yeah, why they got their W. So just, yeah. Why expose him to more wear and tear? Oh no. Yeah. I don't think he comes back. Yeah. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. None. Oh my goodness. That game, that game, um, San Francisco, Cincinnati, um, this was an interesting one because this this the line flipped uh like Tuesday or Wednesday, I guess we were talking when the uh when the line flipped and uh and Cincinnati was the favorite in this one. And then our uh our our or was Wednesday then when it flipped because you and I still had uh we had San Francisco getting points in um you know in the uh, in the picks-wise pool that we did. And so, you know, when you're sitting there and you're you're on that kind of a flip, I mean, it was I was all in on San Francisco there. George Kittle, dude's a you know just a, an absolute beast. Absolutely love it. Um, I, I actually kind of expected more out of this game. Like Kittle was great. Jamar Chase was great. I just 
kind of felt like I was uh, it wasn't as uh, as exciting a game as I wanted it to be. Well, I mean, San Francisco got bailed out on this Cincinnati muff two punts, and yeah. they also had a terrible um, penalty as well. I kept the drive alive. It was back, you know, it was kind of close. You know, Burrow made some throws late. Uh, Mixon disappointed. Higgins got your five for 114. Chase had the two touchdowns. That was really it. And then, yeah, it was Ayuk. He did come through with that game-winning touchdown. But I don't understand why Debo Samuel doesn't even get past targets anymore. I mean, I know they're using him more at running back. But, like, he's, like, your best playmaker. And he gets one target and one catch for 22 yards. Like, what are they doing? I don't yeah. I don't get this. Yeah, I don't really understand it either. Like why it, it, you're you're completely right. It makes no sense whatsoever. I, I don't know. They're they're doing a good job getting the ball in the hands of Kittle. That's great. But mm-hmm. Debo should be next and they're not doing it. I mean, look, the run game, Jeff Wilson has not looked right at all this year. And then because we talked about it last week because Wilson was banged up with a knee. So when we talk waiver, we're like, oh, hasty. He's the last guy. Then Wilson started practicing. And they said he was going to be the lead back. And I'm like, I still don't want to play him, but I had to rank him higher because they they pretty much go with one running back. And he was mediocre, 13-56, hasty, just three for 10. Um, so they went mostly at the pass. I mean, geez, George Kittle, I went against in a couple weeks. You know what a kick in the nuts that is, bro? Jeez, man, <laughs> for real. Like this dude is just fucking putting up 34 points on you, man. And it sucks because I've always been a big George Kittle guy and I didn't draft him anywhere this year. Um, you know, he, we know about the injuries, but man, this guy is just, he's on a tear right now. He's on a tear right now. I mean, but I mean, you know, I took him, I took him to the Scott Fishbowl, right? That early pick, grabbed that tight end in the second round. Right. And it was, uh, it was, it was dismal. Like, I mean, just, you know, you know, losing him for as long as we lost him for was, uh, I mean, that, that really, that it puts you in a bind. It definitely puts you in a bind, especially when you use that that kind of a, a draft capital uh, in a tight end premium league when everybody's just overdrafting tight ends in general. Yeah, and that's so losing that's always him been, the impact is even bigger. Yeah, that's always the knock on him. Obviously, he's the help. But if he did survive, I mean, you know, he he might carry you. I mean, right now, I mean, you'd much rather have him than Travis Kelsey. Oh my God, yeah. What the fuck is up with Kelsey? I mean, well, again, today was game script. Right. They they had the big lead and they shut it down. Yeah. Just there's always something. There's always something with him right now. Right. It's well, just their, their offense. Look, their offense has really struggled over the last six to seven weeks. They had the one explosion against the Raiders. And today was more on the defensive side. So their offense just has not put up big numbers. So. That's the thing. Like, everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs, they're back. I'm like, okay, we still need to see them put up this vintage offensive performance. We haven't seen it. Look, it's going to be a test for them this week against the Chargers. Let's see what they do. We shall see. Going to be an interesting game. Thursday night football. Love that. Um, let's uh, let's wrap things up here with uh, good old Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Man. <laughs> I thought, you know, well, let's see. There's there's so many different things here. Number one, the first thing I thought of when Brashad Perriman caught that touchdown and he spun the ball on the turf, right? I was like, that's the 700th ball. Who's got that? Because if somebody picks it up and takes it, they're going to want to get paid. <laughs> I was like, so make sure you do that. Um, I thought Buffalo, they they battled back. I thought they were going to, uh, they were actually going to cover the spread. 
thought they had the opportunity to win it. Um, and uh, yeah, there was uh, it was it was it was tough. It was hard fought, but dude, Bills D, wow! Like I, I think Belichick broke them. And they went against Tampa on the road, man. Like who stops Tampa? And in Tampa. Um, well, I mean, generally nobody. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, and they did, they kind of shut them down in the second. Dude, they held them to three points between the third and fourth quarter. And then Perryman gets on a linebacker in overtime and it's over. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a tough spot. Look, I, I thought the bills would cover, um, for an underdog bet. It was three and a half. So I'm like, all right, I'll take the bills. It looked terrible early. I'm like, what was I thinking? Because I, I don't think the Bills are that good. But I just said this is a spot where that, that line seemed low. And I'm like, the Bills have to come out and, and play a big game here. Like, their playoff lives are on the line. Um, and they, did, they, you know, they came out slow. But then they woke up. And once they kicked the field goal, I knew they were not going to cover. I'm like, shit. This is – they needed to – and I, I don't blame them for kicking the field goal. But once they couldn't score, I'm like – that's it. Tampa's going to win this in overtime. Even when they got the toss, I was like, yeah, this, this game is not going to be a cover. Um, but Buffalo now is in a, in a tough spot here. Although I talked about this this week, you can get good odds now too. The bills can still win this division. They really can. It doesn't look like it now, but here's the key. They have to beat new England in two weeks because look at their schedule. I said this, even I said, even if they lose to Tampa, they can yeah. go. They can go four and zero. That gets them to eleven. If New England loses to Indy this week, and then Buffalo beats them, Buffalo wins this division because they'd be five and one in the division, and New England would be four and two. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you like to get good odds, because no one believes in Buffalo right now, right? You know, after the last, the way they've looked. Let me see what the odds are because I, I bet you it's plus seven hundred, plus eight hundred for them to win the division now. I think they can do it. I'm not saying I'm going to bet it, but like if you're looking for really good odds, like you, do you think that's realistic? What I'm saying? I do think, I mean, listen, they play the Panthers, oh the my Falcons, God. and the Jets along I with the Patriots. Forget it, man. The odds are not as good as I thought. I thought it was plus 700 this past week. It's plus 250. Oh, what are you looking at? Which, hey, oh my God. Which book are you on? DK. Oh, yeah. DK's. Look at Bet MGM. It can't. It can't be like that much higher. Maybe plus three hundred. Um, you know, there were some. There were some futures and anytime touchdowns and stuff like that that DK had, where the the odds were just no bueno. So let me see, NFL. I'm checking Fanduel. Plus 250 on FanDuel, too. Wow. Damn, I thought you would get better odds because I thought. But I guess my scenario mapped out. They're like, yeah, Buffalo can still win this. So let's put them at plus 250. Mm. Unreal. All right. Well, there you go. Buffalo. Um, I mean, that's the, the final four weeks of their schedule. I mean, you're, you're right. If they beat the Patriots, I mean, that's a, a must win. That's the key. They have but, to win that game. They lose that game. They're not winning the division. Yeah, because they they be zero and two against them, and they lose a tiebreaker. So they, and they don't have the margin for error because they're two games back. They have to win that game. 
and they need New England to lose to Indy this week. They need New England to win one out of one. I, again, I, I think New England loses to Indy this week. As soon as I saw that game, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking Indy. What's the spread on that? One, Indy minus one. Indy minus one. Okay. All right. I th- do you think money comes in on New England for that? Probably, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe some, maybe some, you know. New England's the heat. Everyone, oh, Belichick, they're going to go back. Look how good they oh, are. Oh, yeah, it's all about Belichick versus Brady in yeah. the Super Bowl. You know what? I don't want it to happen. I just I don't, don't want it to happen either. Honestly, <laughs> I want, well, obviously, I want the Cowboys in the NFC. But in the AFC, give me the Chargers so we can win our bet. <laughs> Chargers or the Colts. I'll take either one of those two Me too. teams winning the e, the AFC. Me too. I don't want New England. I don't want Buffalo. Like, I don't want, I don't Kansas, want Kansas City, City again. City. Yeah, man. Give me something new. Don't give me the Ravens. Yeah. So, well, you're certainly not going to give right. me Tennessee. So we're banking on the Colts and Chargers. That's not going to work out well for us. Uh, right. Never <laughs> does. Never does. Um, all right. Any other uh, any other final thoughts from a fantasy perspective here? Um, or a betting perspective? Whatever. A lot of favorites this week, man. You know, I didn't do it, but I wish I this was the week to do like a four or five money line parlay, man. <sighs> I didn't do it just because, like, you most weeks you get burned by one team, but my goodness, you could have had like uh, Tennessee. Kansas City, Seattle, Denver, Chargers, Packers money line, any like group of those, and you would have won some money. So just one of those weeks where we just saw a lot of favorites. Well, maybe we should pay attention to what our feeling is because when you and I sit here and we record on Wednesdays, right? And we like do our early look at the lines. The the weeks that the, there have been two weeks this year where you and I are like, I don't like these games. I don't feel good. I don't feel comfortable with it, blah, blah, blah. And in both of those weeks, those were weeks where the favorites kind of won out. And it was like weird shit going on. So maybe that's the key. Maybe it's the way we analyze the games. If we don't feel comfortable picking games this week. That means we don't see enough dogs that we like. <laughs> that means we don't see enough dogs that we like, which means that we have to just Say fuck it and take the favorites and 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 play that uh play that side. I think that's the way to go. Right? I mean, we 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 look for dogs all the time. All the time. If you're not finding enough dogs and you don't like the way the games are looking, then then it goes the other way. I mean, at least for like you and me, we know, you know, we, we know what we're looking for. I'm not saying, you know, you know, guy who's never bet before he looks at the lines and he's just like mm, i don't know about any of these uh so i'll just take all favorites no 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 when adam and i are like yeah i don't really know about i don't feel comfortable here like that like those sentences come out pick the favorites i think that's what it is adam all right yeah we'll have to test that theory i'm glad we identified that together here i feel much better good um, all right. Any, uh, any, any wrap up thoughts here for week 14 at all? Uh, no, just some injuries to pay attention to, obviously. Pay attention to all the injuries, all the news. I'm mean, I'll give you all that talk tomorrow as well. We'll dive in. So, all right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff all around. Congratulations. If you won, sorry, if you lost, 
Stay with us here because Adam and I, obviously, we're going to continue straight through and football, playoffs, talk some baseball, some basketball, all the fun stuff, all the fixings you could possibly want here on Andy Up. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. Catch you next time.